Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's Gange. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You've got myself, Greeno, and I'm joined by a man who's been frantically looking to work out whether his shares in Time Zone are back in action. My co-captain, Damo, how are we, sir? Very good, great, very good reference. Very good, Greeno. <laughs> good evening to you. Good evening to all the boys and girls on board the listenership. And as always, Greeno, the blockheads. In the millions. Tuning in right around the world. Time zone. Yes. What a fucking flashback. I need to give you a nice Gary over that. Because our American brothers and sisters probably don't know what time zone is. Time zone was our like chain video arcade here back in the Mm. 90s. And Greeno and myself, man, how many hours did we spend in that place on uh, in in St. Mary's, you know, on the main drag? Yeah. Um, uh, the one God. at Penrith was my go-to as well. Penrith, yeah, and, that was another one. That was Penrith was far bigger and like way more upmarket. It was massive. Yeah, but the Saint, Saint Mary's, Mary's the shithole. Yeah, because it I mean, was, you know, let's be honest here. In Saint Mary's, there's a methadone clinic across yeah. the road. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a brothel like three stores uh, up from um, the time zone, and you just got this little the mecca. The next door neighbor to said time zone. <laughs> exactly. So you've just like it's just filth and degeneracy, and then you've got mm. this little mecca which is like like scenes from a 1950s gift card, where it's like like <laughs> the, the the smiling white family like in front of the picket fence, like yeah. skipping off to time zone in the middle of this just fucking cesspit. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the St. Mary's one was good. But yeah, time zone, man. Holy shit. Have you they been- used to do the uh, 10, I think it was 10 bucks for three hours unlimited oh, Sunday mornings. Yeah. And nine till nine till uh, twelve, yeah. and you just go nuts. But the the queue was always with Time Crisis, mm. or uh, Street Fighter, or the uh, what was the other one that would have been a, a big hit? It was another shoot 'em up game. Ah, uh, well, um, yeah, uh, maybe it is Time Crisis I'm thinking of. Well, I I'm a little different. So the two that I would go to would be uh, Daytona. Every single Daytona time. was always good, yeah. And uh, Lucky and Wild, which was like Tango and Cash, but it was a two-man game. So one person would drive and have a gun and the other guy would have two guns and you'd nice. be driving around. Um, but yeah, that's, oh, man, fucking flash, flashbacks, flash, going right back. That's incredible. Wow. Time's good. Um, if I can just quickly uh, interrupt, uh, interesting, uh, something I noticed uh, quick, I guess, uh it's a step back in time to about you know a minute and a half ago, okay. where you. Uh, I, I always, <laughs> where I always check to see the uh, the postings of our show to make sure I'm sending it out on the interwebs, retweeting where it needs to be. Hmm. But I noticed an interesting development because I'm like, hang on, that's interesting. Demo is going live, but hmm. that doesn't seem like our show title name. No. Then I've realized you've replayed, I think you've restreamed your old show name simultaneously with our one. And the most disappointing part is you can't, you obviously realize it pretty quickly. You cut off that stream after seven seconds. Yeah. Now that stream has eight viewers. <laughs> we have, we have one. <laughs> but, but nice, Gary. The, the seven, first seven seconds of our intro has garnered more viewers on your stream yeah. than our current live one <laughs> with an hour and an hour of content. Do you want? Do you do you do you want to know the real story? Like, do you want to know what really happened, or would you prefer? Let's to do run... a story time. Okay. No, we definitely need a story time. Okay. I like the, stories oh, about pinatas. No, we can open the kimono if you want. Hang on, I'll close the story first. I like stories yeah. about pinatas. Open away, open away. Show us your stuff. The, no, the, well, the kimono. I'm talking about. This is this is kind of going behind the scenes. Oh, you want and you want me to open to the us, kimono? Yeah, brought ah. to us by our uh, official kimono sponsor. Okay. Oh shit! Do I have the kimono sponsor? Where's the kimono sponsor? 
There we go. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the Komodo sponsor. You, you've got to do the live reads, Greeno. I'm in production now. You're, you're the live read guy. The roles have reversed from our radio days, son. Mm. So you, you're the one that needs to do the live read. Oh, hang on. I haven't got it up on the screen for you, do I? No. Yeah, right. You should have said something. You should have said something a long time ago. That's all right. I just assumed that something. It's my fuck up somewhere. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Uh, proudly brought to us by Hannah the Label. Uh, uh, our uh, former. Did, did Karen actually have a role, or was she basically a soundbite? Is Karen solely a soundbite? Sound That's like. <laughs> I would I'm trying like to, to work out if she had an official role within the block or was simply the soundbite, Karen, it's not a tumor tumor. I would I would like to give a tip of the hat to Brad Everly, uh, husband of the soundbite in nice, the chat. Gary. And just yeah. let him know that Greeno's comments are not representative of me uh, or the starting <laughs> block as a whole. Uh, you know, your wife is definitely not just a soundbite. She might yeah. be a, she might be a gif as well, Greeno. She might be a gif. She could be a gif, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you never know. So nice, so what- Gary. <laughs> With all that being said, I'm glad we wasted more time. Uh, no wonder we've only got one viewer. Yeah. Uh, what actually happened with the <laughs> with the start of the show? What actually happened with the what now? The start of the show. Yeah. How come there's two streams simultaneously? Oh, right. So what I did, actually, what like now that I'm here, I may as well host this show on my DLive channel. How about that? Because that would make sense. So we're doing it live. Fuck it. Who cares? Um, all right. Here we go. Sweet. So just in case anybody shows up, then they'll be able to see this story. So, all right. So what happened was the reason that like I went live for seven seconds is this is very boring. It's not like a sexy story or anything. So the way I have my system set up here is like, maybe play the hot toss music and then see if we can put it into a thing. See if we can sex it up a bit. Yep. Sex it up. There we go. We teased it. We teased it out there. Well, all right. Well, this is definitely not hard like an erection, Greeno. Like what I'm okay. talking about here. Well, so, let's let's let the listeners be the judge. Okay. So the way I have my system set up here is like on my piece, like my main PC is where I stream uh, my show, for example, mm-hmm. right? So I stream my show from the PC, but then I stream the starting block from my laptop. So that way I don't have to fuck around like logging in and out of accounts and shit. Um, I can it's a lot just. Of effort. It is. It is too hard. Like an erection. And so I have, um, you know, one profile set up on another and then I just stream it to the laptop and then stream it from the laptop, um, you know, going out. So I don't have to fuck around with settings and shit like that. But I just like, like an idiot, just accidentally, instead of hitting start stream on the laptop, I hit start stream on my computer instead. Ah, there we go. So that's like the really sexy story. And it lasted about... It lasted about seven seconds until I noticed. I'm like, yeah. oh, shit, dumb move, you know, and then I cancelled that and started the real stream. So there we go. There I mean, great story, right? That one's still winning. Very good story. I want to bring up a story. No, no, we're not moving on just yet because – No, I'm, no, no, I'm, not moving on. Should we give everyone a moment just to finish cleaning up to process. after that hot story? Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I don't know if this, I'm not going to say this is a story time because I don't think it qualifies, but we do have some news, Greeno, and I want to make an announcement here on the show. Uh, I Ooh. want everybody in the chat, everybody in Vietnam, because that's where most of our audience is for whatever reason. Uh, yeah. I think that was what was flooding the initial seven seconds of your stream. Right. The Vietnamese listenership the Vietnamese, just straight on. Yeah. The Vietnamese fans. Uh, did mm. you, have you, have you been called by the, uh, the head of the Vietnamese starting block official fan club yet this week? He called me a couple uh, of days ago. I, re- I received a telegram, uh, no phone call. Telegram. 
I refuse to answer private numbers, and I assume they must have called from a private number. Yeah, whenever you see Vietnam, you know, show up yeah. on your mobile phone, yeah. you're probably like, well, I'm not in the market for a wife, like yeah. a cheap <laughs> wife right now, so... You know, I'll just probably let that one go through. Mm. But you never know. It could be the fan uh, the fan club calling from all the way from Vietnam. Gonna, but um, sometimes they're a bit needy. I don't want to. I don't want to mm. offend our Vietnamese uh, fans. But yeah. you know, the ones that have reached out, a little needy. They're they're all so over you like white on rice greener. Spot on, Dave. Like mm. bok on choy. Like bok uh, on choy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I just want everybody, the Vietnamese and the fans local to the show and anybody who's listening, to wish Greeno a very happy birthday, nice, Greeno. It's your birthday. So I have uh, a little tradition on my show that I'm going to I'm gonna cross-pollinate the Daily Ooh, Boogie. Okay. We're, we're cross-pollinating the Daily Boogie with the starting block. So a little tradition that we have on the Daily Boogie is to play this very traditional, we play a very traditional song from the homeland of the person whose birthday it is. So, you know, there's a very traditional American song for American birthdays, traditional English, whatever you, uh, you know, Canadian, whatever. So I'm going to play this very traditional Australian birthday song for you to wish you a happy birthday, Greeno. All right? Watch out for that keyboard solo, Greener. Nice drums. Just a very traditional Australian birthday song. As Australian as kangaroo, as Australian as kangaroo curry. This one. Oh. Uh, Ganesh reference there with the cheerleaders behind with it, the, the arms? It better be because, as you know, Ganesh very popular in Australia, Green. It's a very traditional Australian mm. birthday song. And I, I believe it's pronounced Ganesh, not Ganesh. You know. uh, in, in my part of the world. Ganesh. Ganesh. Yeah, your part of the yeah. world, where this is from. Greeno. Happy birthday to you. There you go. I love the Indians. The Indians are bro tier, aren't they? Oh, it's it's next level. That's next level. There's no shame. It's fantastic, yeah. and they're they're all in. It's that's what's the beauty. I like. Would you rather be th- considering this? Like, would you rather be a Hollywood star or a Bollywood star? I'd rather be a Bollywood star. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're looking per capita. You you'd know, live you in a be- fucking palace for a star. Yeah. You'd live in a palace, and you'd have like the best crop of Indian women they have to offer. And, you know, mm. this is probably going to sound sexist. It's not intending to sound sexist. But Indian women are like, they're either, you know, in terms of attractive attractiveness, they're either like eight and above or two and under, you know? Yeah. So like, like there's nothing, there's nothing occupying between seven and three. 
It's just yeah, very much, very much like their class system in India. You're either dirt poor or you're rich. That's yeah, how it works. In yeah, India. that's it. And the There's rich, no middle de- class. the rich debutant, you know, Indian bus station skanks, like they're mm. eight and above, and they've probably got fucking a lot of money as well. Yeah. You know, so I'd I'd much rather be a Bollywood star, live in a fucking golden palace, have all of these eight and ups. Indian eight and ups, which might be, yeah. you know, whatever. And, you know, have them waiting on your hand and foot. Like, wouldn't your dream be if you were a movie star, Greeno, to like basically spend your whole day laying on pillows the size of beanbags and be fed grapes and have women fan you? Basically, like, Eddie Murphy in Coming to America. Exactly. Did you see yeah. they're redoing Coming to America? I did. I did. Oh. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. What do you on, think? On what do you think? It's not, it's not going to be good. Yeah, it's it, heartbreaking. The the thing with any of these remakes is, you know, and yeah, you can't if you, if you're remaking something that was already quite a popular film, you're never going to top it. No. So if you're going to remake something, remake something that's kind of like not very good to begin with. That's the beauty of Cobra Kai. Yeah. Cobra Kai is an amazing show. I've never watched but it. But I think I think because Karate Kid in itself is actually not that good a film. But it was a cult classic. So there wasn't much to be better than in comparison. So you can't really ruin that movie because it's already pretty lame. Karate Kid, um, I think Karate Kid is a kid's movie, but it's never been classified as a kid's movie. Because if you think about it, yeah. the only people who like Karate Kid, like the adults back then when Karate Kid came out, were saying, this is trash, this movie. This yeah. is garbage. But it was all of us who were like, you know, 5, 10, 15, whatever you were, like in that bracket of childhood where you're old enough to understand what's happening in a movie, you know, mm. up until like 15, 16. Like, it's yeah. only us that keep that movie alive. <laughs> like, because yeah, it, very much so. All the adults are like, this is trash, but my fucking kid loves it. Oh, yeah, wax yeah. on, wax off. Yeah, we have to do this again now. You this know? again. Welcome back. All the kids uh, all the kids crane kicking their little sisters in the face in the hallway. You know, whack. Oh, my God, I was doing Karate Kid. <laughs> you know? Catch fly with chopsticks. Shit. All good. Yeah. All good. I've never watched uh, Cobra Kai, though. Never seen it. Good man, it's worth worth a check out. It's uh, it's good binge watching. But isn't it isn't it like fucking, isn't it like you know masturbating over scat porn? Because like, aren't you <laughs> aren't you watching it because of how sick it is? Like how bad it is? Like to see like Johnny again? Like no, this is no, serious. John, this is we're Johnny's fighting. Good. Johnny's good, but he's uh, he, he's like anti woke. It's brilliant. But, I, I, so, I know, but it's, it just sounds so cliched and awful. I was like, oh. God. You'd think so, but it's 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 actually surprisingly good. I was shocked too. I watched the first couple of episodes thinking this is gonna be terrible. I'm gonna yeah. laugh at it, I'm gonna turn it off. And next thing I know, I'd watched two seasons in the space of a day yeah. and a half. Yeah. I'm like, well, another, right, another, another red flag for me was when people started reporting, wow, what a miracle it is that all of the actors who are in the original are available for this project. And I'm who like, Yeah, <laughs> what a fucking what a fucking miracle. Can't wait. Can't so, wait to line. Obviously, the planets aligned, you know, on this yeah. to make this dream <laughs> cast come together yeah <laughs> yeah fucking hell man nice way to way to sell it though like well done yeah. reporters I'm, I'm glad ralph macho was able to get it get availability yeah. to, to pop in for the show ralphie uh, ralphie you're busy on thursday well i was planning to rearrange my sock drawer would, yeah. you, would you like to star in something yes <laughs> we haven't even told you what the project is yes half yeah. price i'll do it whatever <laughs> nice <laughs> Very yeah, good. can't wait to watch that one sounds really good Greeno thanks for it's the worth it trust me check it out yeah. uh, Damo should we uh, start the show at some point yeah if you want Are we? this is pre-show still this is all pre-show, pre-show. we get distracted right. we actually yeah let's we start, start the, the show, show because you've nice, got Gary. 
For the first time in a long time, you've actually approached me with like a a cultural issue that you're fucking passionate about. Like finally, the the culture that we've been the discussions we've been having over a long time they've touched you now this week, haven't they? You've you've seen the face of the devil himself, haven't you? On the Who Twitter, are you referring thing. to? I'm referring to you and the fucking baseball thing. With like, why is this tweet offensive, right? Oh no, we have, uh, that's the second thing. We've got to do Australia Day. Story oh, you want to do first. Australia Day first? Okay. Yeah, Australia nice, Day first. We're talking, talking about being offended. Fuck okay. me. Yeah. What a what a fast Australia Day turned into. Now, did with... you did you celebrate Australia Day? Of course I did, man. It's okay. fucking Australia Day. I didn't. Um, I didn't because well, it depends what you determined by celebrate. I don't celebrate it. Yeah. I fucking I got the, I got the day off. Yeah. And I sit around. I drink beer. Have mm. a barbecue. Mm. Well, yeah. I like to for the for the purpose of being like a personality online, Greeno. Uh, mm. I'll say this. I didn't do anything on Australia Day because I was working. Like there was no public holiday. I just work normal. Very like, un-Australian of you. Normal. Yeah. Some. Well, somebody's got to yeah. do it. Um. But then. What I like to say, like my public response though, because nobody listens to this show, so we're not risking anything. My public mm. response is like, no, actually, Invasion Day. Um, you know, I really, I just want to take a minute and you know think about how ashamed I am that the white trash of Europe was sent here in chains as criminals. Like some of them is like nine and ten years old, and then this group of ragtag people who were banished from their home. Uh, like, you know, nearly three centuries ago, managed to turn this country into like a flourishing, prosperous, modern democracy within two centuries. I know. I just want to say how ashamed I am of that. Nice, and, you know, how awful it is that these people, you know, were resourceful to the point where they were able to essentially create, like I said, a modern uh, democracy, prosperous and peaceful and, you know, uh, not a bad place to live. How how terrible it is that they were able to turn it into that within the space of like say two hundred years. And I think nice, I think that's something we should all be ashamed of. Uh, so therefore, I won't be celebrating Invasion Day, Green. Beckle, Beckle, and look that that was the there were plenty of people on board with you there, Damo. Yep, because they they wanted to, they thought it was a spit in the face mm. of uh, of the indigenous. Uh, Owners of this land, not owners, because the 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 land actually they belong to the land. So technically, they don't own it. So I don't so know. So the land the owns is. them technically. Land owns them exactly. <laughs> so technically, they were slaves to the land. So <laughs> it opens up a different a different thing. But well, no one's listening. It's fine. I'm a, <laughs> I'm I'm a slave to the beat. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, uh, there was a lot of outrage again this year, Damo. It, yeah. it, it got cranked up a notch where, you know, got to change the date and, you know, mm. it's Invasion Day. It's not really mm. Australia Day. Yep. Fucking it offends too many people. Once again, the only people I saw apparently offended by this were uh, woke white people. But, you know, that being put to one side. Funny how that always what, seems to be the case. Seems to be the case, Damo. Now, that, that put to one side, uh, as we discussed on this show, I've moved since last year. Mm, so, so I'm now living in a completely, yeah. completely different suburb. Yeah, so it's well, a different experience. Now, if I, if I, can, if suburb, I, if I can interrupt, yeah. Greeno has basically moved from like, uh, let's call the suburb he was in was basically like a suburb occupied because there's a military base really close by. So he was basically yeah. surrounded by military families. And as you know, Greeno, military families, not the most rambunctious nice, and, Gary. you know, they tend to be pretty straight-laced, generally speaking, the military families. And he's moved from that 
to a suburb which is kind of like white trash by the sea. No, is that a feeling? No. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say. Uh, I'm, only, my... I'm only fucking joking, man. No, you're, for, you're you're probably close with the latter. Okay. Uh, with the former, though, you forgot to mention, yes, army housing, but also very high uh, multicultural yes. um, no, area, right? Yes. So Lots I'm of diversity. Yeah. Plenty of diversity. You know, basically, in my street, I think I was the only whitey. Yeah. So, uh, and most of the suburbs too. So basically, I'm used to historically for the last decade, Australia Day doesn't get too much of a mention in my suburb. It's right. pretty... Yeah, pretty, pretty limited, not too much. Now, it, it doesn't get a mention, but at the same time, it's not like people like you know, like say like an Alan Alan Jones type on the radio. Like he doesn't mm. do the radio, and I don't even particularly dislike Alan Jones. Like he's he's a very entertaining broadcaster. So you know, like he's he's good at what he does. So it doesn't bother me. Yeah. But um, you know, for example, like every Christmas and every time like Australia Day and stuff. These people always fucking reference like, oh, well, why are the Muslims getting upset at Christmas, you know? Well, it's fucking Muslims are complaining. If they don't like it, don't fucking be here. And like, why are the Indians fucking complaining about Australia Day? But you, you, you and I are the same. We both grew up in like high immigrant areas when we were growing up. Mm. It's like, no, no, the Muslims, I've never heard a Muslim complain about Christmas. I've never heard, no, never. you know, like a non-white Australian complain about Australia Day. And no. when you, the people who are complaining, it's like your Sarah Hansen Youngs and your reporters yeah. with like bold frame, big bold frame glasses and like bright red lipstick and short hair or like little ironic little ponytails with red polka dot ribbons in their hair and shit. And they're like, you know, you know the look. And they're the I ones know. who are like, well, we've got to be careful. Our white privilege thinks we have a, you know, a, a God-given right to dominate other cultures and shit. It's like, God, what's wrong with you? You know, <laughs> like you're the one that's doing this. You're the one causing the division. They're always the mm. ones that are dividing everybody up and then pointing the finger out outwardly and going, stop, just agree with what I say and then we'll stop being divided. Nice, Gary. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> well done. Now, it's all good, Damo, because my new suburb's got you covered. Because <laughs> ducked, ducked, out, ducked out the front on Australia Day, uh, had to wash the car. Car was fucking trash, had to take it in for a service next day. Wanted to make it semi-presentable because it looked fucking terrible. So give, give it a quick wash. Now, I walked outside. Mm. I see uh, people across the road, a guy wearing a hat, with two, and count it, two Aussie flags hanging out of center. Come on. Nice one. Now, uh, everyone I saw walking past in the time it took me to wash the car, zero sleeves, Damo. No sleeves. There was no sleeves involved. Tank tank top alley, huh? If you had sleeves on, you were the outcast. So uh, straight away. Was it 50-50 shirts and skins? Like, was it 50-50? Or would you say uh, more skins? It was like 8 a.m. when I was washing the car. So there was was still shirts, but no sleeves. Right. Uh, There were... I saw two people raising Australian flags oh, really? as I was washing the car on in the, their front yard. Correct. In the morning on Australia Day. I fucking, on Australia Day. I love the Illawarra. I love them down there. Uh, there, there was no no welcome to country. I didn't hear no welcome to country. <laughs> you at didn't any point. You? Did, you feel, did you feel like an oppressive, evil, genocidal man? No. Not not at that point in the morning. Probably I didn't hear have. any to, any reference to Invasion Day when I was out picking up food throughout the course of the day. Uh, so I feel that's, sorry that's for you. Suburb, I, feel, I think we're okay. I feel sorry for you for living in like obviously such a backward and ignorant place, Greeno. That they would ignorant, not, complete ignorance down here. Now, mention. Damo, uh, <laughs> we're all about we're all about fixes here, right? Yeah, we like to fixes. fix stuff. Yeah. I know nothing about history. You know nothing about Indigenous culture. So between us. <laughs> With the, 
we're the right men to fix it. Now, I like that you. I like that you fucking throw me with the indigenous culture after you called them slaves to the land. I'm not referencing. They say belong to the land. I'm like, well, they're owned by the land anyway. Um, So look. There, there's been some suggestions throughout, you know, change the date, right? Yeah. So we're going to change the date. What to, though? What are we changing it to? No, hear me, out. hear me out. So uh, people have referenced going, look, we need it to be a day for all Australians. And they've said, look, when, <laughs> when we finally become a republic, oh, that is the, that's got to be the day. That should be the new Australia day. And I fucking agree. But I hope and I fucking pray to God this happens, uh-huh. that we become a republic on the 26th of January. <laughs> Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week. So check it out. There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. And old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school, we'd sit and watch all the best cartoons. Eating cereal until it was noon. We never thought that 30 years later it'd still be cool. Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy than 3% sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Remember, if you want to get in touch with us, the best way to do so would be via the little blue bird. Follow Greeno at the starting block. One word, drop the cat at the end. Follow myself at Boogie Bumper. Greeno, I want to get into this thing because you sent me this thing and mm-hmm. I don't normally go down the baseball rabbit hole. But then on this one, I was like, wow, this is fucking intense. And I, I, I knew as soon as you sent me this and you, you sent me this tweet and, you know, uh, maybe just a, we'll, we'll open up the kimono just a little bit, Greeno. Just, just, I like just stories about pinatas. Just so people can get a hint of bush here on this story. So, mm-hmm. you know, historically, Greeno and myself have been best friends for, what, th- over 30 years now. 
and we're, we're thirty we're, plus years. We lost count. That's right. how long it's been. And we're still in our thirties. So a you know a long a long big part of our life has been as best mates. And the, traditionally, like I'm the political one. You know, I'm the one that gets upset about shit that's happening in the world. Greeno's the one that's like, shut the fuck up, man. You know, like I don't, I don't yeah. want to know about that shit. We're, which is fine, like it's great. But when Greeno sent me this, <laughs> when Greeno sent I'm, me, I'm this, the yin to your yang. You're way you too into way too much serious shit, and I care about the most pointless stuff ever. Exactly, we balance each other out. It works exactly. good. Exactly. So this is our dynamic for the longest time. So when um, Greeno sends me this tweet, and with the accompanying comment something along the lines of is this tweet offensive i knew that he's now being touched by like the political activist cultural devastation world that i've been talking about for so long i'm like ah ah i, I can i can see you know the cracks opening to like even in greater like you acknowledge that pc shit was a problem before but now it's starting to get to a point where i think even people who aren't political are now turning around going hang on a minute fucking can we please stop with this shit can we please it was stop? More, it was more confusion on my behalf. Now, uh, to, to give backstory, this is actually sent to us by our Unity Day reporter, Troy. Yes. Who was like, hey, man, this is fucking, this, this, this guy, this writer is getting blown up yep. because of this tweet. And I read it and I was confused. I'm like, can I you, had to get Troy to explain why it was offensive. Let's read the tweet. So well, backstory first, is, before you read the tweet, can you give us a bit of background yeah. on this writer? Like, is he a, like a piece of shit? Is he a good guy? Is he just a normal baseball writer? Like, what's the story? Very, very good. He's one of the, the better baseball writers out there. Okay. Uh, been in the game for a long time. Probably in the top five baseball writers in the game wow, at the moment. Okay. Uh, breaks, breaks a lot of big trade news. Yep. We get a lot of hot stove uh, juice off Jeff, Jeff Passan. Okay, so cool. well regarded, very uh, held in high esteem. Now, the, the backstory to this particular tweet was the fact that the uh, what people refer to as the true home run king, uh, Henry Aaron, uh, passed away earlier this week of yep. COVID. Yep. So, uh, Hank Aaron. Is that think, Hank Aaron? Hank, yeah, Hank Aaron. There okay, you go. Okay, cool. Yeah, so basically anyone who, who's anyone in baseball was sending out, you know, tweets and, and kind of like well Thoughts and, and prayers stuff. and shit. Thoughts yeah. and prayers and, and all yeah. the, the stock standard you get when a celebrity passes away. Yeah. Um, now, this is what he sent out for those who are listening and said they can't read it. This is, this is his tweet that apparently was deemed offensive. Henry Aaron was a true American hero. Raised in the Jim Crow South, he ignored hatred as he conquered baseball and went on to live a life of eminence. He was a paragon of grace and class. When he walked into a room, everyone froze, then marveled. We all knew we were among a king. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful tweet, beautiful Now it seems like a my, very my challenge- like, it seems like a seems like a very uh you know, poignant fucking like short in you know, how however what do you get? Like hundred and forty characters or two hundred and eighty or whatever. Hundred and twenty, yeah, something like that. Two forty, I think, these days. It like seems that. like a very poignant, very succinct, but very like, you know, honoring somebody, a, a brilliantly mm-hmm. written in such a short amount of time. Like that's the way I look at that. I'm like, wow, well fucking said, man. Like if somebody gave yeah. that toast at a funeral, you'd go, Jesus Christ, that was good. You know? Like yeah. <laughs> right? What's wrong with that? That's- that's nice. I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah. You know? uh, were you able to determine what was offensive in that tweet? Uh, offensive to me or offensive to people? Offensive to people, Damo. Not fucking. Okay. Not you, I, but- all right. I'll tell. I'll tell you what the offensive to people is. People are such troglodytes now, and such knuckle dragging, drooling, fucking rock ape screener that are just like so emotionally charged like at the at the first scent of pheromone you know 
I reckon just the fact that he wrote Jim Crow in in this tweet, that was enough. People are angry and they don't even know why. That's that's my suspicion. And then they invent reasons why they're angry about it. Because seeing Jim Crow be written by a white guy on Twitter, that was enough for them to go, this is fucking racism. And they can't even explain it because that's the way the the poor little darlings have been programmed over the last, you know, you, two decades. Yeah, you're pretty close. You're pretty close. It was the fact that he used the phrase, Hank Aaron ignored racism. Ah, uh, he ignored he hatred. Should have, he should have stood up to it, and that was the issue. <laughs> nice, Gary! I shit you not. Fuck. That's what caused outrage, because apparently they're saying, no, he stood up to racism. How dare you insinuate that he ignored it? What the fuck is wrong with people? I, I <laughs> well, I mean, you're preaching uh, to the nothing. choir, you know. Like I said, yeah, people I was, get I people get triggered. It. People get triggered by certain little innocuous things, but to them, it's not innocuous. Like I, I did a story on the show the other day, right? Miley Cyrus is now being accused of being a transphobic. Transphobic, you know, yeah. Miley fucking Cyrus, you know the one that was like licking her own hairy armpits and shit, and is yep. like, I love everybody. Like I f- have sex with everything. Like you know, the yep. like liberal of the liberal Miley Cyrus is now transphobic. Because she said during an interview on a radio show, which was like lighthearted fucking breakfast radio, you know, like Kyle and Jackie yeah. O style. And she's there and she's like, well, you know, uh, I just think tits are prettier than balls. So that's why I have girlfriends, you know, and like she's, yeah. she says I'm bisexual, but she's like the dicks are, I like dicks as art pieces. Like I'd have one on my coffee table kind of thing. But like, <laughs> again, see, you're laughing. See, now I laughed yeah. at that line too, because I'm like, you know, Miley Cyrus can be a pretty funny chick sometimes. But it's just the it's a it's shame that she's so fucking crazy in the rest of her life that you don't get a chance to hear it very often. But she's so- um she's actually a pretty interesting uh, interview topic when yeah you know, she was on Joe Rogan and mm-hmm. once again he goes on fucking like, crazy tangents and whatnot. But she's actually a lot more well spoken than she gets credit for. Of course um, she is. She was she went and- to the best schools. She was yeah. rich growing up. Of course she's going to be like and well quite educated. An interview, interesting interview interview yeah interview e if you were and she's definitely matured over the last couple of years. And once again think about it. Young kid fucking going through celebrity between ages, what, eight through to what, 15, 16, and then goes out and has to be an adult in a celebrity world. Oh, I wonder who's going to act a little bit fucked up. Look, yeah. if I had millions and millions of dollars and had the ability to do it, I would have been just as crazy and fucked up at, at that age. I'd, I'd have been, <laughs> I would have been dead. Dead, yeah. Like, exactly. No doubt about it. Either, either like, either found me Elvis style, like, you know, with my pants around my ankles, overdosed on something, or like in a, in a fast car wrapped around a pole or something, you know? It's the Dennis Leary line, not uh I don't think it's the Jim Morrison line. Big fat dead guy in a bath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I watch the Doors. <laughs> Fucking Dennis Leary. I watch the Doors movie. You know how you can sum up the Doors movie? Uh big fat dead guy in a bathtub. There's your time. No, I'm drunk. I'm famous. I'm mm-hmm. drunk. Uh, no, what is it? I'm, no, I'm drunk. I'm, I'm no I'm drunk. I'm drunk. I'm nobody. I'm drunk. I'm, drunk. I'm, I'm famous. famous. I'm drunk. I'm fucking dead. I'm fucking Finished. dead. And the name of the movie is Big Fat Dead Guy in a Bathtub. <laughs> But yeah, like that's that's why. So I, you know, I don't. Know, but then the author of this article that's accusing her of transphobia is because she said that she prefers tits over balls, right? This mm. person writing this article, who is apparently a fucking lesbian feminist, is angry because Miley Cyrus is like differentiating genitals. So basically, like if you boil it all down, a lesbian feminist writing an article is angry that. A bisexual that an, another woman does not want to suck a dick. No, <laughs> like, aren't you a lesbian activist? <laughs> Why are you angry that another woman doesn't want to suck a dick? Mm. I mean, we are like this is bizarre times. 
This it's, is- it's it's beyond crazy at this particular point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's got to be all done tongue in cheek now. Like, surely, surely, all these people cannot be serious. I'm sure. Yeah, I I agree. Like, I wonder how many of them just start these kinds of outrage campaigns to fuel their own thing. Like, so if they're trying yeah, it's, it's to, you know, sign people clicks, up. It's and, all just, yeah, get your name out there. Yeah. It's all just trying to create conversation and, and basically downloads, et cetera. Yeah. There's no way these people are legitimately offended by all the things. No. Because you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah. If, if these people are literally offended <laughs> by all these things they say they are, then they've got a fucking very sad and scary life. Or either, either, because- that, either that or they're, like, responsible for, like, say, like, Maybe four or five percent of the fentanyl trade over the Mexican border. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which yeah. is which is double a possibility. The, let's be honest here. So double the dose quickly. Um, <laughs> Jamo, let let's get on to more important nice topics. Uh, BE sends us through some great Milo content. Now mm. we're not going to do a rankings this week because I've been preoccupied. So I haven't had a chance to analyze. Speak to the committee. Committee's been off. They are they had Australia Day off too because they're they're down south with me. So. They, they, they don't work on Australia Day. They, they just got to put their feet up. And they take a couple of days to recover. Right. So we'll get, we'll get the Milo rankings back in action next week. Okay. But he came across this one. Uh, have you seen Milo yogurts in a pouch? Mm. Oh, we're not do- we're doing Milo yogurts in a pouch? We're not doing the Milo with rice? We're, we're going to do that next. Okay. Uh, firstly, Milo yogurt in the pouch. Now, the versatility of Milo mm. Is just getting beyond. It's fucking next level. This is this is Matrix level shit. I think I've, I think I've seen those Milo pouches around for a while, like a little drink. But I just never thought of it until I be sent the picture. I'm like, oh yeah, I've fucking seen those things. They've been around for a while, I think. So I think that's gonna. I think that's definitely gonna be pushing for top ten next time we do a okay. we reconvene the committee. Yep. Uh, the Milo on a bat. which brings us to the next thing. Be says Milo and rice steamer. Yeah, yeah, we need to see this. Um, we need to talk about this. See, this is a funny one. So, okay, so man reveals he's been eating Milo with rice since he was a child as other people reveal their favourite weird snack combination. Now, I don't know about you, but f- my first thought was to recoil and go, oh, but then, like, after I've thought about it, I'm like, hang on, mm. wouldn't it just taste like chocolate rice pudding? Chocolate rice? You read my mind. I'm like, isn't this just rice pudding but with chocolate in it? Yeah. So, like, he's put a little video here. I don't know if we get to see him making it or not. Let's have a look here. What's something that you guys love eating that everyone else just thinks is weird? And I'm not even talking about cultural food. I'm just talking about like... The fuck is cultural food, Greener? Milo and rice, Damon. Milo and rice. Weird combinations. I grew up eating Milo and rice. Like, just pack that And then you microwave it till it melts. It should kind of look like this. And if you're a real filo, you'd put condensed milk in it too. Condensed milk in it too might be nice as well. No, that's... Yeah, that's where it becomes a chocolate rice pudding. chocolate rice pudding, yeah. It's chocolate rice pudding. How hard is it? Yeah. Um, does, did that guy just put a pepperoni pizza into something? That is a pepperoni pizza into what looks to be whipped cream. Uh, yeah, I know about that one. Yeah, that's that's full on. Pizza dipped in <laughs> – it's it's dipped in ice cream, apparently. So maybe it's soft-serve ice cream with, like, Oreo or chocolate chips in it Yeah, or once again, don't fuck up a pe- perfectly good pepperoni pizza. What do you think? A bacon around an Oreo? <laughs> Yeah, once again, I would I would try that though because like the Oreo the Oreo is just biscuit, like it's dough, so mm. it's kind of like a reverse Wellington or something, isn't it? Like you yeah, know, you put so. the dough on the inside. The cream issue that I guess the cream would be like really melty and shit by the time you took it out. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I, any I any other that. fucked up foods in there? What have we got here? We got. I what is know, this? Gee, it looks. This looks like it's already been eaten. Look at it. <laughs> 
trucks. Actually, good. if you look at it like in the right way, it kind of looks like a hundred chicken carcasses on a pile on a pile of uh, let's say like fire extinguisher foam. <laughs> oh, have a look at it. Do you think? Like, look at the it little does. little chicken legs here, little turkey legs. Mm. Doesn't, doesn't look very appealing. What is it? Um. Uh, Sharing a picture of the dish with... Oh, so this is boiled rice mixed with ice cream with granola on top. Oh, so that's... How's that a weird combo? Yeah, no. Granola and ice cream. Peanut butter and lettuce. Oh, I have peanut butter on celery sticks. Yeah, how's that any different to peanut butter on celery sticks? I use lettuce as a, a bread substitute these days, and it's, yeah. the, it's the best. Like, anything you, you'd normally serve in something, you know, cold yeah. or hot works just as well cold like, well since you're on the bread a... substitute since you're on the bread substitute sorry to interrupt green i like yeah. stories about pinatas if you wouldn't mind maybe a little bit of an update how's the bread because i've i've told you previously i can't live without bread you no know bread yeah that's right i, I need um, bread in my life i love the smell yeah. the taste the texture i, I need good bread constantly mm. it's like a drug for me and you've just yeah. given it up and i think that's insane so how are you doing with the bread substitutes how are you going on without bread how are you managing yeah all, all good no dramas all, all sweet because i've done it before it's it's a it's an easy fail safe because yeah like i said you replace anything you'd normally have bread yeah with lettuce with lettuce anything Anything. So uh, what I have, you I can't, have. You can't. You, know, you, you can't toast. toast you can't toast lettuce, mate. You no, can't no, toast it's lettuce. It's not about So uh, poached eggs, I normally have on toast. Replace it with lettuce. No, yeah, egg on lettuce. That works. Right. Normally have Kransky in a bun. Hmm. Kransky and lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> there's, sorry. Um, there's there's a great comment in the chat from Sinister Charlie, who's in uh, Arizona, I believe. Mm. I wanted to learn about Aussie culture, and now I'm regretting it. <laughs> yeah. No, Wise. Apologies guy. there. Smart guy. <laughs> Get out now. Get out now. Yeah. Because if you look at like guys like Steph, who's been around since the start, I mean, he's a complete fucking lunatic. You don't want to end up nice like him. That's yeah, what happens. It's, it's That's what happens if you stay in a show. That's right. Very quick slow. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you'll, you'll end up posting shit in chat rooms and people are like, what the hell is this guy talking about? It's like, oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> he's just one of the block listeners. That's nice, Gary. Yeah. Well done, Steve. Uh, Kimmy's asking the question, what's a Kransky? Now, oh, you, come are, on. The, you are the sausage expert, so would you care to uh, fill Kimmy in? Yeah, Kransky's a sausage. K-R-A-N-S-K-Y. Yeah. Um, I think, is it is it probably like a, it's like a G- Prussian. German. Yeah, yeah, but I think it might it's be. a German one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, what I'm saying is I think because you have this area, Prussia, which is like half German, half Poland. And mm. so there's a lot of crossover, like the Polish eat sauerkraut, the Germans eat sauerkraut. And so there's people who live in Poland who speak German and people who live in uh, Germany who speak Polish. Like there's kind of crossover the border. It's like a weird yeah. area. And I mm-hmm. think it's from there. So I think it's, and you know, you, you generally like would uh, grill it or like barbecue it or fry it or whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, not quite a kielbasa there, Benke Veritas. No, it's, it's kiel- more... kielbasa, you, you're doing a heat bath. Like, yeah. you, you know, you warm it up in water. Um, Kransky, you definitely want to just throw it on a hot plate and, and mix it around. Get that you want to get that yeah. char on the outside of it, you know. Oh, it's got to be yeah, it's got to be crispy and almost burnt on the outside yeah. to get the the heat, the right heat in the middle. Now, can you hear the story time for me there while we're on Kransky? Absolutely. I like stories about pinatas. Uh, but uh, eight nine years ago now, me and you went to the F ones uh, yeah. down in Melbourne. Yeah, Jensen and Button was- one, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it was probably that time when they, they were dominating, and uh, basically we had a, a pretty we had a pretty limited money budget yeah. that we had to make sure that the money was pulled to the right areas, i.e., beer 
and merchandise. Yes, correct. So <laughs> by the time we'd spent all our money on beer and merchandise, we right. had a very small pool of money left right. to the point where me and you ate Kranskys for breakfast for four straight days yep. because it was the cheapest, cheapest possible thing and most delicious thing yeah. we could get <laughs> inside oh, okay. the F1. Now, mind you, this is also a scenario. So Greeno and I are living off Kransky sausages because they were cheap. Uh, meanwhile, mind you, this was two guys who were in their, what, mid-20s or something at the time who, yeah. like, were sharing a room and <laughs> also drinking heavily every single day. No, so yes, you can just... Can you imagine what a nightmarish fucking scenario that must have been for the maid, Greedo, in that hotel? <laughs> <laughs> that poor fucking immigrant. <laughs> Welcome to Australia, bitch. All right. Here's yeah. <laughs> no, F- F1 weekend. Yeah, you're going to earn your citizenship here, I tell you. Fucking yeah. Hell. <laughs> Uh, Damo, uh, this is normally the, the portion of the show where BE would submit a report. Mm. Now, he said he uh, a few work commitments that had popped up, so was unable to uh, provide a report this particular week. Right. And once again, this comes back to priorities, doesn't it? Okay. Now, we, we already had the, the issue last year with BE where, you know, for some reason he chose instead of doing a report for six weeks to, you know, take care of his, his wife who snapped a leg in 45 different places. Yeah, very, very, very selfishly, I might add. Very selfishly, too. You know, like, he, he didn't, he doesn't think about anyone except himself and his wife and his yeah. kids, and I think, and I think that's a problem. You know, he's obviously got no yeah. empathy. He doesn't know where his priorities are. So that put him on, that put him on thin ice here in the, in the block family, in the block tent. Mm. It was actually Unity Troy who came up to us and recommended that we censure him. But we said no. <laughs> we said no. We said no, Troy. No, we don't want to go that far because I think Unity Troy wants you know one step up on the ladder, Greedo. So you I think Troy he would, had yeah. a few little uh, ulterior motives. Well, I think he saw an opportunity, you know, uh, mm. which you can't blame him for. We we appreciate that kind of ruthless attitude here at the block. Mm-hmm. So we appreciated him snitching on his friend and saying, you know, you sh- he probably should be let go at this point because yeah. he's not caring. I mean, he's sitting next to his wife who's in the hospital in, you know, complete traction and recovery and stuff. Traction pretty much, yeah. And he's, he's not even bothering to phone it in. I mean, what can we really keep him on? And I said, well, yeah, Troy, like I'll consider got, that. Yeah, He makes a fair point. Like, you know, I know we, we've got some standards and whatnot, uh, but, you know, the phone's still available. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, he, if he's got time to send me a message and say, hey, mate, I'm a bit busy be busy at work, the time he utilised to send me that tweet yep. could have been put towards, you know, hitting the record button on mm. the mobile. Yep putting something together, yep. sending it in. So instead of, you know, filling this with us pissing and moaning about him, mm. we would have had some content. Yeah, and, like, even, like, think about all of the minutes you you spend every day when you're not doing anything. Like, when you're taking a shit, for example, drop a report in. Perfect time. If there's ever a time to utilise block content, yep. it is mid-dump, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice, Gary! So, wait, what That would have the been point? the perfect time for an outro. Oh, <laughs> so you want to go to a break? Let's go to a break. (laughs) We'll be right back. It's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection. The perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. 
Keep swinging, pigs! Call now, and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? You have to ruin my evening. Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, get, you gotta, you just gotta do this. Without the hat, so you're not enjoying it. No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover <laughs> in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh, hate come on, you secretly really love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so. Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter at The Starting Block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Yeah, it's back in the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, Damo, uh, I'm a, you know how much of a baseball nerd I am, sir, where yes. any kind of baseball content I can get my hands on, sir, it normally gets me very, very excited. Mm-hmm. Um and this week is normally a, it's, a, it's a fun week because it's the middle of the off season. There's only so much hot stove one man can handle. Mm. Um, but this is the announcement of the Hall of Famers that are going into the Hall of Fame. Oh, this year. okay, nice. All right, give it to me. I haven't heard this so, yet, so I don't know. So basically, what normally happens is uh, so I don't know if you're familiar with the process. Let's quickly cover it off okay. for a matter of context. Sure. So basically, there are, I think there were 408 officially um, uh, allowed writers that are part of the Baseball Writers Association mm. who cast a vote for this particular Hall of Fame. Okay. Now, the criteria for it is you have to have played in the majors for over 10 years. Sorry, okay. 10 years or more. Um, then you go on the ballot. Wow. Well, it- sorry to interrupt, Karina. Can I just yeah. interrupt for a start? Like, you know, I'm sorry. Nice, Gary. Maybe I got this all wrong, but wouldn't there be, like, amazing players who through, like, injury or some shit had their careers cut, like, agonizingly short like wasn't there ever a player who was like the best player of all time but only played for three years and then was like he couldn't play and everyone was like oh my god he could have been the best thing ever you know has that never happened before the only person that's been allowed in i think uh outside under the 10 years may have been sandy koufax who's arguably regarded as uh, the greatest 
one of the greatest pitches of all time. Right. Um, and I think maybe someone died as well. So, so sorry, can I test? Can I test? So, um, you know, I'm, I don't really know baseball like you know. Yeah. Is Koufax like a depression era player? Uh, 1960s, yeah. Oh, 1960s. Oh, see, I was thinking mm. like 1930s or something, 1920s. No, 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 no. 60s, oh, right. 1960s. Okay. Um, so, and then he actually had uh, what is now known as like a, he had like a rotator cuff tear. And back then they didn't know how to diagnose that. And uh, just, as soon as you, as soon as you tore your rotator cuff, you were fucked. You couldn't play baseball anymore. So right. uh, he, he retired uh, at as, a very young age. As, being as, as we all learned, as we all learned from that documentary, Greeno, um, rookie of the year. There we where, go. Where the kid, where the, is that's the one where the kid, you know, falls over and he broke hurts his, his arm. Broke, broke his arm, and then he could come back and he could throw serious heat, Greener. And yeah. you know, he played for one year. And didn't he get to like the pennant championship or something? And then, well, not the pen. Yeah, was it the division championship or something? He didn't no, get to it was the-, the World Series for the Cubs. Oh, he did get to the World Series, did he? Yeah, it was the World Series Cups. There you go. It turns out I was wrong. He actually played 12 years. So it wasn't Sandy Koufax. There's oh. another player who must have died before he reached 10 years. Uh, and uh, was elected into the Hall of Fame. Right. But anyway, the criteria is you've got to get more than 75% of the vote. To be elected into the, the Hall of Fame, okay, from from all the all the writers. Yeah. So every year the the, the writers will all cast their votes. They they can only put ten on their ballot maximum right. out of all the people that are available. Admittedly, not a lot of players play ten years in the majors, so the ballot's normally about twenty odd twenty odd people. And there's a bunch of people that just sneak in just because they played ten years. Oh, wait, wait. So there's it's more than one person, is it? Like, do they elect a, a group of people to be? Yeah, it, it could be anyone who gets more than seventy five percent of the vote. Doesn't that so, cheapen it? Doesn't that cheapen the Hall of Fame if it's that easy to get in? <laughs> well, it's it's far from easy. So, so anyway, they, they put in the vote. The criteria is quite high. Like you try and get seventy five percent of people to vote on anything, yeah, and agree on anything. Good fucking point. good luck. Like you, you've done well. Um, so that that's the criteria. So MLB they had four hours they dedicate every year on on election day okay. to go hey. We fucking we got all the cameras. They've yeah. sent people, even in this this pandemic era, they've sent people to Cooperstown, which is where the Hall of Fame is, right? Um, to get live crosses. They've got where the cameras. Fuck's, set where up. the fuck's Cooperstown? Uh New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they've they've got cameras set up at all the potential Hall of Famers' homes, ready to go to uh-huh. do live crosses. Uh-huh. They've got like all the pre-packages of all their careers ready to go. They've got the firecrackers ready to go. Right. Four hours of coverage demo. Yeah. And this year, zero people were elected into the Hall of Fame. What? What? It, How can zero you- people got nominated <laughs> were elected into the Hall of Fame. The highest vote percentage was seventy-one percent. So four hours How of can that to be? get to the announcement and go, no one's gotten in. <laughs> oh, those motherfuckers. You, you know why? That, that's fuck, fuck that. That's grubby as shit. You, because they did that whole thing because they would have sold commercials. They've got sponsors. They've got corporate partners and shit. People are generating income off like the show's talking about it, people writing articles about it, who will be in the Hall of Fame, who isn't. They would have known for ages before that nobody was getting in and they fucking went through the whole fucking show. No, they don't. Those scummy, blood-sucking vampires. Fuck that. No, well, you're right about uh, the voting aspect. Uh, The the networks have no control over it because it's not controlled by them. This is the Writers Association separate to the MLB network. 
Yeah. Um, what a, surpri- what a yeah, surprise. No. What a surprise that sports writers would try to fucking bilk the population out of money. <laughs> but here's the thing. Well the, done. The reason that there's three players that uh, the top three vote getters for this particular year were Kurt Schilling at 71%, yeah. Barry Bonds, and um, oh, fuck, Roger Clemens. Now, see, I, I, bet, I bet Kurt Schilling didn't get in. Like, I bet he didn't get that 4% because people would have been pissed off about his political stuff because doesn't he do a political podcast? 100% correct. Yeah. That's exactly why he didn't nice, get in. So he, See, yeah, and I don't, I don't watch, I don't watch, I don't time. listen, I don't listen to Kurt Schilling's fucking political podcast. Yeah. I've never done it. I just know that he does one. And then I yeah. didn't, I knew he was a baseball player, but I didn't know he was good. Like, I just know that he, to me, in my brain, it's like, Kurt Schilling is a podcast host who used to play baseball. That's all I knew no, about him. He's, you a, know? he's a Hall of Fame player who's going to miss out on the Hall of Fame because he because votes for Trump. His, because of his political views yeah. 10 years after he retired. Now, fucking unreal. Correct me if I'm wrong, Damo. Isn't the point of a you know museum of baseball players to be <laughs> to put the best baseball players in there, no, irrespective of yep. their political views? Yep. Same goes for Bonds and Clemens. Bonds yep. is probably arguably one of the three best players in the history of the game. Uh-huh. Um, but they won't elect him or Clemens because drugs. they because of performance enhancing drugs. Now, anyone who thinks that there's not people in the Hall of Fame already, they've already elected that didn't use performance enhancing drugs, yep. they're a fucking idiot. Absolutely. Secondly, they just don't like Clemens and they don't like Bonds because they were kind of rude to the media. Now, what's going to be an interesting <laughs> test is next year, David Ortiz is on the ballot. Now, David Ortiz. He has to make it. Of- he was a fucking, he was the biggest hit. I wasn't a big baseball fan, but I, mm. I remember like he was the biggest hitter I've ever seen. Like the way he connected with the ball. I'm like, oh, this guy's a fucking legend. Look at this. Like it was just like pure power, right? A bit definite power. He was a designated hitter, but yeah. here's the thing connected to PEDs. Right. Now, now, so this is what's going to be interesting next year because the media love David Ortiz. Right. Because he's very likable. Yeah. He'd always do nice an interview guy. with him. He yeah. got on with the writers. Laid back. And then, but then they're like, well, hang on, we've kind of put ourselves into a corner here because we want to vote for Ortiz, but he's got connections to performance-enhancing drugs. But if we vote for him, then surely we now have to vote for Bonds and Clemens because they're 10 times the player that Ortiz, Ortiz is. Yeah. <laughs> So, but we don't like them because they were fucking rude to the media. And it just goes to show the fast, Damo. Fast. 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 That, is, that is the Hall of Fame. Yeah, nice, Gary. Nice, um, Gary. Give him a dick move. Use them, for dick. Sake. And they, they base it on the fact that they refer to something as the uh, character clause. Because <sighs> they said, you vote, just, don't just vote on, their, vote on their character. No, no, no. It's a fucking baseball museum. Yeah. And everyone and see, was juiced to the tits yep. in the fucking 90s and probably the 80s as well. Yeah, and politics um, never, never came into it. You you moral yeah. you they're moral fagging they're like they're well, sitting there going well. Kurt Schilling actually actually won awards yeah. for being the mo- one of them an upstanding citizen during his time playing baseball. <laughs> that <laughs> doesn't matter. Afterwards, because he has different political opinions ten years after he retired, yeah. it's like nah, fuck him. <laughs> well, look at I mean, look at Chris Pratt. You know the guy who plays uh, Star Lord in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, like so yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So and he's like a devout Christian guy. Um, you, you could tell that he's, you know, you just know he's a Republican and he probably was a Trump voter, but he mm-hmm. didn't, he doesn't even say anything. He doesn't get involved in politics and stuff. And, you know, Hollywood is full of a lot of fake shit and a lot of shit, you know, like it's just all garbage and fakeness, you know, obviously mm-hmm. with Hollywood, but 
He was getting fucking lambasted because he said something like, you need to take this vote seriously. And then he, like, he put a link to vote for, like, the Oscars or whatever, you know, like, oh, you need to take this very seriously. And some acting award. And he got pillory, like, torn apart on Twitter. And they're like, fuck you. You need to take racial justice properly. He's a fucking (laughs) disgusting Christian oppressing, he's anti-gay bigot. He's a fucking Trump voting racist Nazi. Full on. People were nuts. And so much so that even in the fake world of Hollywood, in Hollywood where they would never go out of their way to defend a Republican or a Christian, right? Never. His co-stars on that show had to put out press releases and do shows and say, look, can you all lay off? He is like the nicest person any of us have ever met. Like he's yeah. he does a lot of good things for a lot of people. You guys are fucking crazy. It, that's how bad it was that they actually yeah. had to come out and defend, like I said, a Republican fucking Christian, which would never normally happen. So yeah. this bullshit, like as soon as you said Kurt Schilling, I thought to myself, hang on a minute, that's the guy who hosts a political podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, th- th- this is the problem, right? We we starting the show like we're ending the show like we started the show talking about, you know, the baseball writer and he's offended a whole bunch of people apparently with this non-offensive tweet. See how these fucking crazy people, Greeno, they're now bleeding politics into the other aspects of life. So, so good. Right? So now, like, the the writers, I, I guarantee a lot of these writers wouldn't be just doing it because of their own opinions. A lot of them would be thinking, hang on, if I allow Kurt Schilling in, then all of the readers are going to get angry at me because he's a racist who does a podcast. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so a lot of them would be in self-preservation mode. And that's like that's like this unspoken shaming blanket that gets thrown over media and stuff. And people are now, you know, they're in their nutshell. They're not allowed to speak what they want to say. And this kind of suffocating uh, effect that it's having on everything. It's fucking foul, mate. And it's now oh, it's just it's- worked its way into the media to the degree where people think it's normal to not let a guy into the Hall of Fame for his baseball and his character, which he got a fucking award for while he was playing baseball mm-hmm. because 10 yeah. years later he voted for someone they didn't like. Fuck that yeah. and fuck all of you involved in that. You disgusting a- trash. Let's have a quick look here, Damo. Is uh, some of the, some of the friendly people that are in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ty Cobb, who is no doubt one of the greatest baseball players in the history of the game, yep. also uh, was uh, was found to have jumped into the crowd and stabbed a man who was heckling him. <laughs> is in the Hall of Fame. A guy who stabbed someone in the crowd is in the Hall of Fame. Crap. Well, hey, yep. the main thing is, Greeno, he's not a Trump voter. Nice, so that's yeah, that's all right then. Hey, you did you I heard you gutted a man in the crowd like a fish one day. Is that true? Yeah, I did. Fuck him, but hey, fuck Trump. Oh man, put him in the Hall of nice, Fame. Gary. What a good uh, guy. <laughs> raging, raging alcoholic and uh purveyor of the ladies of the night, Babe Ruth. <laughs> Babe uh, Ruth. In Absolutely. the Hall of Fame. Now, you want to know how, how dumb the baseball writers are? Babe Ruth, the greatest player probably in the history of baseball, only got 95% of the vote. There was, <laughs> there was 5% of the voters. You're like, oh, I don't know about Babe Ruth. Overrated. Yeah, fuck him. Uh, how about let's go, let's go a little bit further down here. Ah, hmm. Kennesaw Mountain Landis Damo, elected in 1942. Uh-huh. He's the man, or oh, it was only 44, sorry. He was the man who refused to allow any black player to ever play in professional baseball. <laughs> Kept it segregated despite numerous attempts of teams nice, to allow black Gary. players in there. Let's leave him in the Hall of Fame. All good, but. Kirk well, you know, can we you. can we really be angry? What, what really do we gain by going through all of these historical records and criticizing people for a different time, Greedo? <laughs> uh, 
Unbelievable. Um, Damo, let's get uh, a big, big week on the hot stove. Do we have time for the hot stove? Yeah, look, we'll do the hot stove. We'll roll the hot stove. Uh, we got uh, Garrett Richards and the Boston Red Sox on a one-year, $10 million agreement. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, my help for expanding. It's a fucking hot stove, man. i got fucking stories everywhere. Uh, the deal, the Yankees traded for Jamison Tyon with the Pirates. Mm-hmm. Pablo Sandoval signed a one-year deal with the Braves. Brad Hand signed with the Washington Nationals on a one-year, $10.5 million deal. You've got uh, Adam Ottavito was traded from the Yankees. This is the guy who said he could strike out Babe Ruth. Yep. Uh, they didn't like that over there in New York, so fuck it. He's been traded. Uh, JT Romuto and the Phillies agree. Is that, is that, hang on, hang on. Is that true? You can't just you, breeze I, over that. So the guy <laughs> the guy who was playing for the Yankees basically trash talked to the greatest Yankee of all time and they traded him? Well, that's what they <laughs> He did. That, that all legit happened. He said, you know, it's fucking, fucking I faced Babe Ruth. Now I would have struck him out, struck him in three pitches. Like, <laughs> Babe Ruth couldn't hit the stuff these days. Fuck. <laughs> and so they got rid of him. That's brilliant. Oh, well, that's not why I got rid of him. Yeah, he had a fucking bad know. season last but that, year. No, but that might not be why they got rid of him, but that definitely puts you on the trade radar. Mm. You know, like, it's like, hang on, do we really need him? We need him a around? roster spot. Exactly. Exactly. the All of a sudden you become collateral. You know. Yeah, well, well, it thumbs up how much they thought of him because he was traded for a player to be named later. Awesome cash. That was decided yet. <laughs> cash option, like yeah, we cash, don't know. or some player. Have you we got named him yet? Have you got fifty bucks on you? Yeah. Like we'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. Uh, JT Romuto and the Phillies signed a five-year, hundred and fifteen million dollar deal. Uh-huh. Uh, Marcus Simeon got a one-year, eighteen mil deal with the Jays. Mm. Anderson Simmons, one year, $10.5 million with Twins. Yep. Uh, a lot of one-year deals because everyone doesn't know what's going on in COVID. the future. So, yeah, exactly. So it's all one year, but, you know, they're, they're struggling. Only one year, $10.5 million. I don't know how <laughs> Anderson Simmons is going to survive on that. No, uh, Stephen Matt's got traded from the Mets to – where the fuck did he go? He went to the Jays. Fuck, imagine imagine getting up. traded from the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> like it's bad enough getting right. traded to the Mets, but imagine getting yeah. traded from the Mets. Like, oh, no. from send him, send him to Toronto. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Wayne, Adam Wainwright signed a one-year, eight million dollar deal with the St. Louis Cardinals. Which brings us, Damo. Let's uh, let's quickly, very quickly, talk about the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, because fuck me, another Super Bowl for Tom Brady. Yep. Yep. And what's can how many is that now? Is that nine or ten or what is it? Ten. Can you get a stat man for me, please, sir? Absolutely, I can. I'm a stat man. How's this for a stat? This is Super Bowl appearances. I love a good stat. You know, I love a good stat. Yeah. Give it to me. Super Bowl appearances. Tom Brady, ten. Uh huh. The San Francisco 49ers, seven. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Denver Broncos, and Dallas Cowboys, eight. Uh-huh. New England Patriots 11. Tom Brady has the second most appearances compared to any team in the history of NFL. And the team that is above him is only there because he was in 10 of the 11 of them. That's incredible, isn't it? Oh, sorry, nine. Nine. Of, like, nine yeah, of nine. 11, this will be sorry, the 10th. This will be his 10th. Um, unbelievable. Yeah. I, I can't see him winning it, but because yeah. that. Well. You know, Kansas, Kansas City team is fucking ridiculous. They're, they're insanely good, and they were insanely good last year as well. Mm-hmm. And remember, like I was, I was saying for fucking years on this show, Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City, and they would always get like to playoffs and look really good, and then just fucking crumble. You yeah. know, and so that was like what four, five, three, four, five years ago. It was always like Kansas, 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 and never came to fruition. And then last year they just blew everyone away. But in saying that, man, if Brady pulls this off. 
it's going to be like, oh god, well, what he's a story. already the greatest of all time. But if, he, if he does this at, at a four, second team, you know. forty-three years of age, with the, he's only the four, I think third player to reach the Super Bowl with two separate teams. Um, Has he's he just won it? I think, yeah, well, uh, what's Manning. his name? Uh, Peyton Manning. Manning, yeah. And there's one other I think has actually won too. Um, so, yeah, because Because people still, like, talk about, like, say, Peyton Manning versus um, Tom Brady, right? A lot of people out there are still like, no, Peyton Manning was the better quarterback. Tom Brady, Tom Brady only has the record because he had such a good team with him. But that's the thing. If he pulls this off with the Bucks, that's destroyed then. There is no more debate. Uh, yeah. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, and that's it. Nobody can fucking, you know, logically argue against it. If he wins it with the Bucks, the Bucks were fucking garbage, weren't they? And he's just yeah. turned them around. So, like, fuck, man. And, and at 43 years old, he's still got a couple of years left in him too, you know. Like, Patriots Patriots had won how many straight division titles, and then the first year Brady isn't there, out. they missed the playoffs for the first Crash. time in, like, 11 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it says – it says a lot for the argument of yeah, Brady. Yeah. No and the team he goes to, and the team he goes to, goes to the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. So, yeah. Um, well done to them. So I actually, I want, I want uh, the Bucks to win for that story. I want that story to be complete. Oh, I want that to be 100%. finished. Yeah, Mahomes, Mahomes is a really good quarterback. He's already got a Super Bowl under his belt. He'll have more. He's going to win another couple of, at least with that Kansas City team. You know what I mean? So like, oh, no doubt. Yeah. I think Brady Brady can take this one, and Kansas will probably come back for their third Super Bowl in a row and win like fifty six nil. You know, yeah. like just fucking melt them. You know, so uh, yeah, that's that's the ideal for me. Who do you think? Who do you want to win, and who do you think's going to win? I'm saying same with you. I want to see Kansas City win, uh, but I think oh sorry, uh, reverse that, strike that, reverse it. Yeah. Um, I, want, I think Kansas City will win, but I want to see uh, <laughs> Brady Brady get get it and just. And it's just a freak story. Like he's just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really a super bro. <laughs> is as as is Gronk still playing? Or did he quit halfway through the well, year? No. Nah, well, Gronk. Yeah, Gronk still. So he retired year before last, then had last year off, and then came back and signed with uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah. And yeah, he's still he's still playing. He's not the Gronk of old, but he's but um he's, he still gets, does, he's, does, does he get game time? Like. Yeah, he still definitely gets game time. Okay. Um, yeah, still one of his favorite targets, but definitely not not as not as uh, fresh as he used to be. But that's when, like, the older players like him, that's when, it, like, experience comes into play. You know, when the old guys lose a bit of speed, but they're, they're supposed to be able to predict things a little bit quicker as well, so they can lose a little mm. bit of speed and stuff. So he's probably yeah. still a very good player, you know. <laughs> yeah. Didn't it, take uh, him like half of the, didn't it take him, like, half of the year to get back into shape because he wasn't playing yeah. or anything? Like, so. Yeah, party boy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sinister Charlie points out Peyton's more likable. Can't disagree with that. I watched um, yeah. uh, Peyton's Places on YouTube during the week uh-huh. just because he happened to be interviewing David Letterman. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't realize Peyton, Peyton Manning was actually quite quite amusing and quite entertaining. Well, you've, uh, Greeno, let's be fair here, though. You've got to be more likable when you choke. You know, you've got to be, you've, you've got to be the more likable one. Losers. Brady, Brady doesn't have to be likable. People will like him because he's won so many Super Bowls and been in so many. If you if you fail repeatedly at the Super Bowl, you better be a likable person because otherwise all of the people are going to hate you, Greg. Nice. Yeah. Because you're like, you're, oh, he that fucking choked again. I fucking hate him, you know? So you better be a nice yeah. guy. <laughs> Do you reckon uh, there's also that uh, balance? Because I guarantee Peyton's wife isn't at the Giselle level of quality. <laughs> so you reckon he's like, he knows his place kind of thing. Like, well, I better Man. be nice because my wife isn't that hot and I kept losing yeah. Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we know he won two oh. Super Bowls, Mr. Charlie, but, you know, how many did he not win? Yeah, more. Mm. <laughs> Poor Peyton. Poor Peyton. I'm <laughs> glad he's a nice second, guy. Now, let, let's, let's put some facts into the story for Sinister Charlie as well. Mm. He won two Super Bowls, but technically he only contributed to one of them because <laughs> the second one, was- Denver's defense, won the second Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, I'm not hating on Peyton Manning. I think he's, he's an absolute superstar no, and one of the greatest player. of all time. And his brother um, wasn't bad either. There's no, he was, there's no he comedy was, in that. His brother wasn't bad either. He was just too much of a party boy, Eli. So, you know, uh, those that Giants team was really fucking good when he was around, wasn't it? So... Yeah, very good. Yeah, you know, but he wasn't a bad player either. So yeah, whatever. That's hmm. Tom Brady. Tom Brady definitely has the big swinging dick in the in the matchup, though. Like, I don't. Well, think you can do that with player. eleven Super Bowl appearances or ten Super Bowl ten appearances. Ah, uh, Damo. <laughs> well, we're gonna gonna jump to the final two segments of the show. Uh saw this comment uh, a little bit earlier, and I I haven't listened to any Australian sports radio in fucking a long time because okay. it's all trash. Yeah. Um, wasting my time. The only time only time I'm going to tune in is when it's AFL trade season just to see if they can get it done. Got to get the Aside deal done. That, yep. Not listening to any Australian sport coverage. Okay. Um, but this was on, uh, I guess, what is it, 2KY? Mm-hmm. Peter Peters was talking on, on the Sunday show. And it is his quote. The number of unfounded police charges against NRL players continues to spiral oh. after charges were dropped against Tom Starling oh. uh, earlier this week. Right. Now, Damo, do you want to know how many charges have been dropped uh, against NRL players over the course of the last 10 years? How many, Greener? Two, Damo. Two. <laughs> it's not much of a spiral there, Peter. Nice spiral, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to get much curve. Two charges, two cases nice, being dropped. But good news, Damo. Uh, good news, uh, because fresh off those charges being dropped, what did we see this week? What's... Corey Norman and James Seguiara have been released a detailed statement after an alleged street brawl with the NRL Integrity Unit is investigating. <laughs> now, these two clowns have been filmed. So as one court case goes, yeah. another NRL court another case comes begins. in. It's... It's the, it's the circle of life, Greeno. It's the circle of Akuna Matata, Damo. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> nice to have some court dates to wrap it up. Uh, plugs, Damo. What yes, follow Greeno at the starting block when we're dropping at the end. Follow me at Boogie Bumper. I'll be back later tonight, 6 p.m. Um, with another edition of the Daily Boogie. got Joy of Pessy joining me on the show tonight, Greeno. Ooh, Pessy. Yeah. Pessy joining your show. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Pessy coming on the Daily Boogie. So uh, I don't even know what I'm going to cover yet because... Uh, with Pessy, I want to kind of try and keep it light, you know. So mm. I'm looking for—I don't know—he's into movies and stuff. So I'm looking around those realms. I'm looking around those areas for news. Because Pessy, Pessy's very similar to to my kind of taste when I'd come Definitely. on your show. Yeah, you remind—you like... you each remind me of the other a lot, actually. Yeah, <laughs> like... yeah let's keep it superficial. Let's yeah. let's keep it light hearted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that, that'll be fun. So you know, if you want to check that out, uh, dlive.tv slash boogie bumper. Um and who else? Follow BE from the UK. Follow Why Censored Kimmy, of course. Follow Granny Sears. Granny Sears is, we lives on in spirit. And anyone yep. else? You know, follow everyone. Have fun. See you next time. See you guys next week. Bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies if life should reject you there's me to protect you if i say that your tongue is vicious if i call you uncouth it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth
patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with the Promises Kicked at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> You're listening to The Starting Block on TAVshow.com. 